At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Monday morning, October 28, 2019, the now. Beating the Book podcast. Guessing lines for week number nine in the National Football League. It's Gil Alexander. Joined shortly by Chris Andrews, the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook Director, not in studio, but here in Las Vegas, to go through the exercise that tries to uncover value in our first look at the upcoming weekend's NFL lines. It's been phenomenal, this exercise, all year. We'll try to do it again today, see if we can uncover some edge in the process. Guessing lines, week nine, guess along with us. It's interactive right here on the Beating the Book podcast. Enjoy. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. It is a numbers game right here at Visa, the Vegas Stats and Information Network, Sirius XM Channel 204, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Sling, Game Plus, all down the line. Uh, for those who are just landing on the show for the first time, what we do is it's tribute to the old Stardust radio show uh, that Roxy Roxborough was an integral part of many years ago. Uh, where we, I have not seen any of the lines. I have a guess for every matchup that Chrissy gives me, and then he'll tell us what he's going to put up right up after the show. Now, uh, let's bring in the star of the show. He is the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook Director, uh, and he is here in Las Vegas, but he's not in studio with us today. It is my mishpoka, Chrissy Andrews. Good morning, Chris. What's going on, pal? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Just to let everybody know, I am in town. The doctors weren't crazy about me being in a small room uh no offense to anybody but not you know say. i'm just very vulnerable to uh to any kind of infection that's probably not a good idea for two hours i mean i can go in and do like a 15 minute segment but two hours then yeah, they probably not a good idea I, I was like the doctors were like is that gil show is he a petri dish of bacteria 
<laughs> Stay out of the studio for two hours, that guy. <laughs> no, they, they really didn't even want me coming to work. But I told them, listen, I have to go to work. I, I can't stand it. So, uh, you know, they kind of gave me some parameters. I like working out front, but I'm not allowed to work out front. I have to work in the back. So, uh, you know, this way it goes. Well, Certain things you have to put up with. But this seems to work fine over the phone. So yes. that's what we're going to do for, seems for to, probably the rest of the year. Yeah, seems to work just fine. Um, yeah, let's not get crazy. Don't do, don't overdo it. Don't do anything they don't want you to do. Uh, as far as your college football Saturday and your uh, pro football Sunday, how'd you do here at the South Point? You know, college was pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. Uh, handle was fantastic. Uh, yesterday, again, the handle was fantastic. You know, we, we turned a very, very slight profit. Teasers really murdered us yesterday. Yeah. Uh, teaser cards. I know Jimmy posted the one teaser we took for 70000 from a guy. Yeah, that won pretty easily. Uh, but he, he was not alone, that one guy. You know, a lot of guys had those same, if not the same teaser, at least the same teams. You know, that, that's what really hurt us yesterday. So, uh, you know, the straight bets, we were actually fine. But the teasers, teasers hurt us a little bit, beat us up. But, uh, you know, it certainly wasn't terrible, I can tell you that. But uh, it wasn't very good either. We made a, just a peanut. Ham sandwich for Chris Andrews and crew here at the San Point yeah. Hotel Casino. Yeah, yeah the uh, Stanford Wong Tampa Bay sort of textbook Tampa Bay Philadelphia teaser came through. So I would, uh, wouldn't be surprised if that was uh, on a lot of people's teasers, uh, teasers yesterday. Uh, if not, uh, beyond that, depending on how they decided to yeah. uh, manipulate it. All right, so Seattle and Jacksonville was the one that Jimmy Tate uh, tweeted out for seventy thousand, and you know we we had a lot of a lot of other teasers besides that one guy on that same one, you know. But Jacksonville, you know, well, I'm sure we'll talk about all these games, but we opened that game four and a half, we closed seven. That was not a good game for us. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about guessing lines this year again for people. Um, it's been money in terms of the guesses sort of predicting movement in terms of the guesses actually manifesting in results uh, led us to a couple winners this past weekend as well. We'll see how off again, the, the game that featured the most furthest off, or I should say the furthest off guess of all time uh, is still to be played. That's tonight between the Steelers and the Dolphins where I guessed seven and a half and it ended up being 14, which is just unheard of. So we'll see if we have any of those uh, anymore. I wouldn't expect it, but let's see how far off or how far close or how close rather we are to some of these and we begin, as always, with Thursday night. For those, again, who aren't familiar, we review all of yesterday's games in the process. So let's start with Thursday, Chris. Okay, we got the you know, 49ers at the Cardinals. 49ers at Cardinals. 49ers undefeated, along with the Patriots, the only undefeated teams in football. The Niners are 7-0. and Cardinals lose yesterday to the Saints. That was one of those games where, if you looked at the box score, the Saints probably should have won that game 1000 to nothing. Uh, but Arizona hung tight for a half. It was 10-6 to six of the half. San Francisco, first of all, since they're the undefeated, they're on the road here, uh, they blew out a Carolina team that had won four straight. Jimmy Garoppolo, 18-22 of 22 for 175, two touchdowns a pick. Tevin Coleman, if you had him on your fantasy team, you probably won. 11 carries, 105 yards, three touchdowns, two catches for 13, and another touchdown, a fourth touchdown uh, as a receiver. Um, also Emmanuel Sanders scoring in his debut. They outgained, the Niners did, the Carolina Panthers 388 to 230. In fact, rushing alone, they outgained Carolina, 232 yards rushing. They sacked Kyle Allen seven times. Rookie Nick Bosa uh, with three sacks to go along with an acrobatic interception and 46-yard return. 
Uh, and they're unbeaten. 51 to 13, they beat the Panthers. Good Lord, 51 to 13. Uh, they cover as uh, four point closing favorites, handily, of course. Um, highest scoring game for the Niners in 26 years, off to their best start since winning their first 10 games in 1990. Uh, they picked off three passes from Allen, who came into the game with no picks on 153 career attempts while winning his first five starts. And then Arizona, as I mentioned. Uh, Kyler Murray, again, choppy, Chris, 19 of 33 for 220, no touchdowns, no picks. They were 2 of 12 on third downs, the old high leverage situations. Their three-game winning streak was snapped. They were held to 40 yards rushing. Saints D uh, holding them to uh, below 260 yards, by the way, for the Saints. That's the fifth straight opponent they've done that to. And uh, on defense, they allowed Drew Brees to go crazy, 34 of 43 for 373. Three touchdowns a pick for Brees, despite the uh, coming back, rather, from thumb surgery after five weeks away. Uh, Latavius Murray had 102 on the ground against him. Anyway, the Saints' stat sheet is huge. 510 total yards for the Saints against the Cardinals. Saints were 7 of 12 on third downs. Cardinals only had the ball for 22 minutes. So it's the it's the Niners' short week here Thursday on the road at Arizona. The only thing I can compare this to is they were just on the road against Washington uh, not this week, but last week, that ended up being a, uh, a a slop fest, if you will, and the Niners didn't cover the 10-point spread. They won it 9 to nothing. I would assume this would be similar. Short rest here. I, I guess San Francisco minus 10. Yeah, you're a little high. I'm not sure I don't like your number better, but it's 8. Uh, almost uh, pretty much everywhere I see 8. Um, I'm surprised by that. You know what really... You know what really stuck out for me, and I, I know I've, uh, I've, I'm starting to warm the Murray a little bit for the Cardinals. I think you know probably wrong. I really knocked them quite a bit, mostly for his size more than anything else. Matter of fact, that's really why I knocked him his size. I just think he's too small to be a competitive quarterback in the long run. And he's sure he's, he's been okay so far, better than I expected. I don't like the coaching staff for this Cardinal team. Yesterday they had where's my notes here? Forty yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, come on, you're not helping your quarterback at all, you know. And I don't think Murray. Uh, again, I don't have the box right in front of me. I don't think Murray had any, and he's scrambled a little bit in the in past games and has done uh, you know picked up some yards on the ground. But he, he got sacked three times. Uh, you know, they've really had to air it out pretty quickly. But uh, you know, you can't. You're just not going to win games uh, r- rushing for 40 yards. But you're right, Gil. You talked about how if you look at the box score. New Orleans should have won by a million. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just, I don't like this team right now. And San Francisco is just playing fantastic football really on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, their defense, well, I'll tell you what's kind of sneaking up on me. Are they the best defense in the league? They might be, they're going to be right there. And uh, I, you know, so, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to open eight right now just because I see nothing else, but uh, you know, I'm not sure I don't like this a little bit higher. Uh, you either like the home teams a little bit on these Thursday night games, but San Francisco is just way too tough. And uh, you, this is another coaching mismatch along with talent. So uh, San Francisco, you know, I'm going to open eight, but uh, if I see it creeping higher, I'm going to go higher with it. Those of us who have the uh, Niners to win the NFC West, I'm at plus 395, feeling pretty good. Although that is, you know, look, yeah. Seahawks and Rams aren't that far behind. If you look at the NFC standings here, and again, we're not quite at the halfway point for everybody yet. But if you look at the NFC, you'll get one team out of the East, Cowboys or Eagles, then probably one team out of the South, probably the Saints. Apologies to Panthers fans. Um, and then there's five other teams competing for four spots. 
So between Green Bay, Minnesota, San Francisco, Seattle, and the Rams, one of those teams, it appears anyway now, is going to miss the postseason. Um, so that's, a, that's pretty top-heavy in those two divisions. Uh, but the Niners looking pre- as pretty as anybody, 7-0, and with a plus-130 point differential through seven games. Uh, that is New England-esque. Uh, not quite. New England is plus 189 through eight games. But uh, San Francisco, man, they, they started out with some strange games, some strange outcomes, barely beat Tampa Bay, barely beat Pittsburgh, uh, and now they're looking just uh, as fine as ever. So San Francisco, in the end, an eight-point road favorite. I am a little surprised by that. I would imagine people will just bet San Francisco now on that number. Yeah, I do too. And then considering the success that the teasers, teaser players had this past week, you, you can see the, the Niners is going to be the first team oh, on yeah. a whole bunch of teasers. So uh, look for a jacked-up money line on the Niners, and we'll be trying to get as much Cardinal money as we can. And I'm sure when they kick off on Thursday night, we're going to be rooting for a Cardinal uh, upset. And I, I don't know if it's in a, to tell you the truth, it's all the crazy things that sure happen in the NFL. But that's definitely what we'll be rooting for. Yeah, if nothing else, you'd imagine it would be a nine for teaser protection, right? But uh, no, eight, you're telling me. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Yeah, hey. that's why. That's another reason why if I see it creeping up, I'm definitely going to go because, uh, yeah, we got to protect the shirts against some teasers. But if I open at nine, then they're going to grab it right away. And then that doesn't give me the leverage to go back to nine once the teasers players start coming in, like on, you know, usually by like Thursday is when they'll start playing it, you know, so. That's the strategy of bookmaking, Gil. There it yeah. is. A little of the strategy of bookmaking with Chris Andrews, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. All right, yeah. let, let's do a Sunday morning game while we're here. Sunday early in the morning, 6.30 start. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the game's at London, obviously. I was going to say. Uh, Houston and Jacksonville, one of those Jacksonville home games in London that we get every year. So 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern is what you're saying here stateside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jacksonville, yeah. uh, and I, I gave this last year, Jacksonville, the, the franchise, gets 15% of their total income from this game in London. So if Jacksonville really? had their way, wow. they'd play in London all the time. That's why they're there every week, uh, or every year, yeah. rather. So Houston at Jacksonville at London uh, early, early on Sunday. Houston coming off a uh, just a Superman performance, a Superman final touchdown from Deshaun Watson, uh, Watson was 27 of 39 for 279 in this game uh, yesterday. Three touchdowns, no picks. Uh, of course, his favorite target, DeAndre Hopkins, 11 catches for 109. That, of course, in Houston's uh, win over Oakland. Come from behind win, 27 to 24. Don't quite cover the five-and-a-half-point spread, but Houston gets the win. Uh, they lost, however, did Houston, J.J. Watt, to a season-ending injury, pectoral muscle, J.J. Watt done for the year. Uh, but there were about six and a half minutes left. The game, the play I'm referring to, six and a half minutes left in the game. Watson hits uh, his tight end, Fells, on a on, uh, nine-yard touchdown pass. Put Houston up 27-24, which was the eventual final score. It was the first lead of the game for them. Watson takes a cleat above his left eye. He adjusts his helmet mid-play. Still couldn't really see, so he just sort of tosses the ball toward the end zone where he expected Darren Fells to be, and sure enough, that's where Darren Fells was. Houston holds on. By the way, they forced a punt, did Houston, on the next drive when Garyon Conley, who was traded to them from Oakland this week, knocked down a pass to Terrell Williams on third down. So uh, a lot of players making quick impact on their new teams. We just mentioned uh, Emmanuel Sanders in the previous game. Jacksonville, 
they uh, they get it done. Gardner Minshew, for, for as great as Deshaun Watson was, Gardner Minshew had some highlights as well, some escape jobs. 22 of 34 for 279, three touchdowns, no picks. Also scrambled for 28 yards, which included three first downs. So he is real judicious on the scrambles. And it does sort of, you know, bring to mind when Nick Foles comes back, and that will be in three weeks. That's when he's eligible to return from, from an injured reserve from his collarbone injury, broken collarbone. What will they do? What will they do? It's the old uh, American Express uh, commercial. Uh, Leonard Fournette <laughs> yesterday, 19 carries for 76 yards. He got 66 of the 76 on his very first carry of the day. I believe it was Jacksonville's first or second play from scrimmage, which means the rest of the time he had 18 carries for 10 yards on the ground. Uh, he did catch seven passes for 60 yards. Uh, Chris Conley, four for 103 and a touchdown. DJ Shark. Uh, six for 79 and a touchdown. They were eight of 17 on third downs. Was Jacksonville against the uh, New York Jets in Jacksonville's, um, what was the final score there? 29 to 15 win over the Jets as seven point favorites. Uh, outgained the Jets 389 to 213. They sacked Sam Darnold eight times for 51 yards. Seventh straight year now playing at Wembley for the uh, Jaguars. Because, it's Jag- because this game's in London, and I know I was just saying Jacksonville loves playing in London. But as far as making the line, if this were in Jacksonville, I would say it would be Houston minus four and a half. But because of the travel, it mitigates it a bit. Minus four, let's say. I'll just say it's Houston minus three at Jacksonville, which is at London, really. Well, we see this game differently. Uh, you like three. It's two. And I'll tell you, the truth, I think this game should be closer to pick. Hmm. Uh, I, I think the J.J. Watt injury is something that really bothers me here for Houston. And, uh, you know, they, they, they won the game yesterday. Uh, I mean, really, Oakland was, was in it the whole way. Things I like about Jacksonville, first of all, we know they, the wise guys bet Jacksonville uh, with any excuse they can have to bet them. <laughs> uh, you know, Minshew, not bad. He's pretty good quarterback he's played well he uh he got sacked twice but for one yard total um it was qbr 85.6 he had three touchdowns no interceptions um 8.2 yards per attempt you know uh they you mentioned they sacked the jets uh you know darnold eight times so they're getting pretty good play on the offensive and defensive line if houston you know losing Watt, i think means quite a bit uh, you know, they, they really had some miracle plays. I mean, I saw that play from Watson. I mean, you know, is it the play of the year? I don't know. I mean, it's it's pro- it's a great play, I can tell you that. Can you rely on that every week? Nah, I don't think so. But the kid is a, a fantastic quarterback. But, you know, certainly one of the young stars in this league. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, just, I think this game should be closer to pick on myself. You know, I, I really do. So I'm going to open two. I see two and two and a half. I'm going to open the game two, and uh, I guess we're going to disagree on this one, my friend. Hmm. Well, so you like my San Francisco number at ten. You didn't. You didn't like yeah. this one as much. You like the other. Uh, no. The other way on this no. one. Um, yeah. DraftKings has has some MVP odds up right now. Jeff, Deshaun Watson is the fourth shortest shot at seven to one in the never-ending roller coaster that is MVP thoughts this year from week to week, seemingly. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers right now plus two seventy five. Russell Wilson, who I have at five to one uh, ticket here in town, is three to one over there. DraftKings. Lamar Jackson six to one, and then Deshaun at seven to one. 
Would you bet Deshaun there, Jeff? Of the four you gave me, that's by far the best value. What happens if Houston goes 11-5 and five without Watt now and it's going to be on Watson in the offense? That seems pretty good to me. Patrick Mahomes, 10-1, to one, by the way, for those wondering. Fifth shortest shot. He's up to 10-1? to one? Really? 10-1 to one at DraftKings in New Jersey. New well, we had him odds on. I, I, no, he wasn't odds on. I think it was like plus 140 or something like that before he got hurt. The Chiefs uh, are hoping he wow. can come back like – they were even thinking about it briefly about this week. Yeah. So he could be back way yeah. sooner, you know. Yeah. They, they got a big game coming up, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay. We'll do the uh, – so that's uh, Thursday night, uh, San Francisco, Arizona. Early, early on Sunday, the London game between the Texans and the Jaguars, which obviously uh, implications, large implications in the uh, AFC South. Uh, with Houston at five and three, Jacksonville at four and four, both of those teams chasing the Indianapolis Colts. We'll do Sunday morning games, uh, stateside Sunday morning, that is, the standard 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern time slot. Um, we'll go through them all and review, of course, everything that happened last week right here on a numbers game. Guessing lines with Chris Anders right here at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. A Numbers Game brought to you by good folks over at the BetMGM app. That's MGM I'm referring to. Uh, concluding week eight of the football season tonight, the action is heating up at BetMGM, New Jersey's ultimate online destination for fans who want to wager on pro and college football, as well as any and all of their favorite sports. Uh, this week, BetMGM has a special offer for new customers on tonight's matchup between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. She's bonus code VSIN100 to place a $1 pregame money line bet on the Steelers and win $100 if they score a touchdown. First time BetMGM bettors get 101 odds on the Steelers tonight when they use bonus code VSIN100. Just download the BetMGM app today to place your first bet and check out the lines for all of the weekend football action, World Series, entire sports schedule. It's time to believe in your game at BetMGM Sports. Turn your predictions and convictions into real money bets on parlays, boosted odds specials, in-game live betting, and much more. Download the BetMGM app or visit BetMGM.com today and get 101 odds on the Steelers to score a touchdown. Must be 21 or older. Must be in New Jersey. Restrictions apply. Visit at betmgm.com for full list of terms and conditions. That's the Bet MGM app. We're guessing lines for week nine in the National Football League. Skill Alexander. It's Chrissy Andrews. Uh, Chrissy not in studio, but on the phone with us once again this morning. Chris, let us continue with uh, the early games, the early slate of games on Sunday. Your Washington Redskins at Buffalo. <laughs> The one in seven Washington Redskins? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I am, yeah. Uh, well, Washington with uh, the, the Redskins with uh, extra rest here. They were outgained by the Vikings on Thursday night, 434 to 216. Case Keenum was 12 of 16 for 130, no touchdowns, no picks. And he gave way to Dwayne Haskins after a concussion. Dwayne Haskins was 3 of 5 for 33, one touchdown, two picks. So we don't know who's starting at quarterback for the Redskins. Let's just start there. I'm not sure it matters, but yes, it actually kind of does matter because it goes from bad to worse. I think people would agree. Uh, Haskins just doesn't seem to be ready. Buffalo Bills yesterday, uh, they lose and lose pretty handily to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they lose at home 31-13. to They were one-point closing favorites. So Buffalo now, if you go through their schedule this year, uh, Buffalo, they beat the Jets. They came back from 16 to nothing. They beat the Giants. They beat the Bengals. They lost to the Patriots, they beat the Titans, they beat the Dolphins, they lost to the Eagles. So basically, they've beaten, uh, they've been a bully. They've beaten all the bad teams, and they've lost twice to the good ones. Uh, very sort of succinctly stated. 
Uh, it was a game the Eagles blew open by scoring touchdowns 83 seconds apart yesterday, spanning halftime. Final minutes of the first half with the Eagles trailing 7-3. to Buffalo had a third and two from its 28. Allen was running to his right with the ball tucked under his arm and then uh, got knocked loose. Then Carson Wentz hits a wide-open uh, tight end in the end zone. Five plays later, Sanders then takes off. Uh, Miles Sanders does on the second snap from scrimmage in the third quarter, 65-yard touchdown. And it was sort of like that Green Bay-Oakland thing last week where it just went from a really close game to a sort of fait accompli at that point. Um, and so Buffalo's got this question mark around them. Can they beat anybody? Uh, they faced just one opponent, New England, that entered the weekend with a winning record. They were coming off a week in which they had rallied. Remember, to beat the Dolphins, they had to rally from a five-point fourth-quarter deficit to beat the Dolphins 31-21. Uh, they gave up 213 rushing yards yesterday to the Eagles. And again, Josh Allen fumbled three times, lost only one of them, but he did uh, show again that he's loose with the football sometimes. So it's Washington at Buffalo. You know, we talked about the NFC playoff picture sort of de facto halfway through the season. Buffalo's a game and a half clear of everybody else. If the playoffs were to begin now... And their schedule looks pretty easy moving forward. Uh, won't get much easier than this. Home game against the Redskins. I'll say Buffalo minus 10 and a half. Once again, I like your number a little better. It's a pretty solid 10. I see a couple of 10 and a half, but with big juice on hmm. the dog. Uh, so I'm going to open at 10. Just again, a, uh, a strategic move that, uh, like I said, if I commit myself too early, then I am committed. If I open 10, it's more of a, you know, kind of a right down the middle play. But if I see that going higher, and I think it will, and I think it should, uh, I am going to jack mine up then, too. I mean, a couple things. First of all, I think the reason we're seeing this so low, the total I'm looking at is like 36 and a half, 37. So they're not expecting too much scoring out of this game. Now, one of the things that we do, I mean, just probably – just about every legitimate bookmaker I know of does this. You don't allow uh, parlays of, uh, you know, a big, a big point spread to the total, whether you're betting favorite and over or dog and under. I mean, there is a mathematical correlation to that parlay. It is not held up, held form this year in the NFL. And I'm looking yesterday, there was like three pretty big point spreads. Look at the Rams. I'm looking at the Saints, and I'm looking at New England, all double-digit point spreads. Every one of those favorites covered, and every game went under. Mm. Yeah. You know, so that's very strange. That is not the way the NFL has been playing uh, really since I've been booking. And I don't know if this is an aberration. I don't know if this is kind of like the new – the new NFL with uh, the haves and the have-nots. You know, I, I don't know that I'm ready to commit to that, but this is a case here. Again, you have a high point spread and a low total. I would not be surprised if it was favorite and under. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw 17 to three final in a game like this. Not be surprised at all. Jeff, did we and, co uh, did we copyright have and have nots as it pertains to sports on this show? Did we copyright that? Yet? No? <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Chris. Oh, I interrupted okay. you. I didn't realize you were done. You're done. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Tell Jeff to work on that, would you? Yeah. Please? <laughs> please, for God's sakes. Just like, <laughs> yeah, like I should have copyrighted pleasers, but exactly. I let the company do it instead. Yeah. Another one of my brilliant moves. Uh, anyway, you know, you know what happened? QBR was, Gil? Uh oh. For your... I didn't see this. What was Z it? 0.0. .0. <laughs> Is that good? 
Is that is that, is that good at all? <laughs> that is, is not that, good. Yeah. That is not good. I had to look again. I, you know, it looks, I mean. Yeah, 0. It's 0. not like 0. they played late last night and they had trouble calculating it. They play on Thursday. Yeah, three, 0. 0. 3 of 5 for 33 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, two sacks for 18 yeah. yards. Yeah. 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 And, I, and, you know, Keenum just, you know, he wasn't that bad. You know, and, of course, Washington did cover. So, you know, they they were fine with me. Uh, anyway, I'm going to open 10, but I really, if I see this going higher, I like it higher. Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, this could be another favorite and favorite number game, even with a high point spread and low total Redskins two weeks ago. Once again, the feats of the Washington Redskins two weeks ago, uh, second team in a quarter century to score zero points and cover that in their game against the <laughs> Niners. And then last week, yeah. uh, did not force a single punt. And still managed to cover against the Minnesota Vikings. Is that right? I yeah. didn't realize that. They did not force a single punt. Yeah, so what feat of point spread, you know, uh, uh, amazement can they achieve against the Bills? So I said 10.5. I love it when you say you, you prefer my number, but you're opening it at 10. I am going to open it at 10. Like I said, I'd, just, I'd be committing myself too early. And But if I see it going higher, I definitely like it higher. Yeah. Uh, for D.C. fans, we'll talk about baseball real briefly Uh Moving forward here, because we will have baseball tomorrow, obviously. Uh, as as yeah. I know, some of my D.C. buddies attended games 3, 4, and 5 uh, this weekend. Did not go their way. All right, what's next? Tennessee at Carolina. Tennessee at Carolina. 4-4 four and four Tennessee, 4-3 four and three Carolina. Uh, Ryan Tannehill and the Titans yesterday. Tannehill was 21 of 33 for 193. Three touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Titans led this game against Tampa Bay yesterday, 14 to three, after turning a uh, pair of first quarter turnovers into two touchdown passes by Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they forced four Jameis Winston turnovers in all. Bucks drove to the Titans 32, had the two minute warning uh, to think over a play for fourth and one. This was the deciding play of the game. And what did they come up with? A handoff to Peyton Barber. And uh, out of the shotgun, by the way. I want to point that out. Jarrell Casey, Jam Brown, they stopped him short. Uh, Casey said he heard the protection call. He knew the Bucks would run as a result of the protection call. Uh, he recovered the fumble at the goal line, did Casey last week to preserve the uh, three-point win over the Chargers. Tampa Bay had a final chance, by the way, getting the ball back with 42 seconds. Logan Ryan picked off Jameis Winston. 18 seconds left to seal the win. However... Tennessee was the beneficiary of a, uh, they attempted a fake field goal with uh, just under four minutes left in this game. Whistle, and it was a fumble. Whistle blew on the return. Should have been a Tampa Bay touchdown. The whistle gets the best of the, of the uh, Buccaneers. Titans able to hold on to uh, victory in this ball game again uh, by the final score of 27 to 23. They end up covering the two point spread, but this could have just as easily been a Tampa Bay win, not just because of that play, the whistle that prevents the return for a touchdown. But this was also, you know, we talked about New Orleans. If you look at that box score, should have won by a thousand. If you looked at this box score at halftime, Tampa Bay should have been way up in that football game, but they weren't. Uh, the turnovers will get you. And then Carolina, uh, as we talked about before, Carolina loses to San Francisco, get housed 51 to 13 as Kyle Allen comes back to earth. 19 of 37 for Allen, 158 yards, no touchdowns, three picks, sacked again seven times on a day uh, where we were able to see Cam Newton in warmups for the first time. So maybe Cam Newton 
is on the doorstep of coming back. McCaffrey still fills up a box score. 14 carries, 117 yards, a touchdown, four catches, 38 yards. Uh, Tennessee at Carolina. Carolina minus four and a half. Uh, it's three and a half. Um, hmm. Well, debating on this one between three and three and a half, because I think, uh, you know, Tennessee, you kind of talked about it. They, they did not look particularly good yesterday. You know, still not sure about Tannehill. I mean, the guy's been around a long time, but he is better than Mariota. Uh, I still like Vrabel as a coach. I think he's going to, I think he's going to do well eventually once he finds his quarterback, which, hey, let's face it, some guys never do. Uh, Carolina, though, I, I just, what, what bugged me about Carolina was their offensive and defensive line play. We talked about, you know, the 49ers really dominated both sides of the ball. And uh, where's my note here? Uh, Kyle Allen, if you're looking at, uh, uh, QBR, he would have had the lowest QBR of the day, 4.7. If it wasn't for Haskins, well, that's right. Haskins played Thursday. So I guess of the day, uh, Kyle Allen was low man on the totem pole, 4.7, um, sacked seven times, you know, just, uh, boy, that, you know, that, that just bugs me. I don't like when teams, uh, can't perform in the trenches. Um, you know, so I was debating between three and three and a half. So I'm going three and a half at this point. I think your number's a little bit high. But I do know what you're saying about Tennessee being extremely fortunate to win that game yesterday. Uh, that was one of the games I gave out last Monday. I like Tennessee a lot against Tampa Bay, and I had them in the contest that I'm in. And uh, I know it was pretty fortunate to win. And this game's kind of tough to handicap, but uh, I'm going to go with three and a half. Yeah, if that's three, and maybe even if it's three and a half, but certainly if it's three, I would be all over Carolina. Again, you know. Not not that a box score means everything, but 389 to 246 in total yardage in favor of the Bucks. Uh, but it was those four turnovers, right? And a, and a minus yeah. three or, or plus three from a Tennessee side, plus three turnover differential. Uh, not to mention the fact that Tampa Bay committed nine penalties. And on the Carolina side, I mean, you can make the case Carolina got crushed by maybe the best team in the NFC if not the National Football League and the San Francisco 49ers, I don't think that's hyperbole at this point to say that they could be the best team either. in the NFC. I don't either. So for I me, really if, if that's only three, uh, I would be all over Carolina, whether it was Allen. Well, I don't want to say whether it was Allen or Cam Newton because I don't love Cam Newton. But I, but I would gravitate towards Carolina there, um, much like I would gravitate towards San Francisco in that Thursday night line if that's only eight. So I would I would love Carolina in that game because I just don't think ten, Tennessee. I mean, think about it; they're winning these games uh, miraculously, um, and they really needed Jameis to be Jameis. So I like Carolina there based on this exercise. Yeah. Let's okay. Do, let's do okay. uh, well, let's go to let's do one more before break. Okay, it's a good game. Wow. <laughs> the beginning of the year this looked like it was going to be a good game. I'm not so sure now. Chicago at Philadelphia. Man, Chicago. Three and four, Philadelphia four and four. Uh, Montgomery showed up out of the uh, Bears' backfield. Let's give him that. Twenty-seven carries, one hundred thirty-five yards for David Montgomery, uh, and a touchdown in yeah. Chicago's seventeen to sixteen loss at home to the Chargers. Uh, Chicago uh, closes a three and a half point favorite in that game. Mitch Trubisky, twenty-two of thirty-five for two fifty-three. Zero touchdowns, one pick, four times sacked. That's the thing with Trubisky. When you look at the box score at the end of the game, it never looks as bad as the performance. Uh, But but they were out first downed, if you will, by the Chargers, 26 to 11. They were outgained by the Chargers, 388 to 231. They were outrushed, 162 to 36. 
that can't be right. If Montgomery had all those no, yards, no, that, no. That, that, that stat is Yeah, right. Montgomery had 130. Yeah, that stat is incorrect. Forgive me for that. But they were out, uh, in terms of time of possession, 38 minutes to 22 minutes in favor of the Chargers. Um, so Eddie Pinheiro misses a 41-yard field goal as time expires. Chargers hang on for the 17-16 to win. Uh, the Bears took over at their 35-yard line with 133 remaining. They had a chance to win it after driving all the way to the 21. And then they had Matt Nagy has Mitch Trubisky take a knee with about 40 seconds left rather than try to get closer to the goal line. Pinheiro, who had hidden upright on a miss earlier in the game, then hooks the potential winner wide left. As time expires. Third straight loss for the Bears. Uh, they came away with just, here's the, here's the real thing. They came away with just one touchdown and three field goals in five trips inside the 20 in this game. Um, not good. So a lot to answer for. And, and Matt Nagy couldn't have been more uh, bitter and belligerent in the postgame press conference when pressed on, you know, taking a knee late. Um, so that's great. Philadelphia, as we mentioned, big win over Buffalo. They get back to 500. They were 8 of 15 on third downs, 218 rushing yards, held Buffalo to just 253 total yards. Um, and it's, it's interesting with Philadelphia because in this recency that is the NFL, recency of a league or how people perceive it, horrible performance at Dallas Sunday night. Orlando uh, Skandrick on the way out criticizes all the Eagles' leaders. Uh, Lane Johnson raising questions by suggesting that some of his teammates were showing up late for team meetings. But uh, they all rallied, and now they open up a three-game homestand with this one. So I'll say Philadelphia minus four and a half. Yeah, it's four and a half and five. A little bit more fives. Uh, Boy, I like the higher number here. Uh, I like five, maybe even five and a half. I think one five and a half, but not not a place I particularly respect. Uh, I might open five and a half. Uh, I'm going to kind of debate between now and nine o'clock when we actually open them. But put me down for five right now. Uh, But I'm going to go as high as I can here. First of all, I think it's a big coaching mismatch. Uh, second, I think I've been waiting all year for, for the real Philadelphia to show up. I think they are a pretty good team. I thought Carson Wentz really played well yesterday. And uh, matter of fact, I'm looking, he had the highest QBR of anybody, uh, 89.4 yesterday. They ran the ball well. Howard had uh, 23 carries, 96 yards. Uh, they played uh, against a very good defense, too. And also, with, with, as a little bit of a tip-off sometimes, all the wise guys were on Philadelphia. You know, that, that was definitely a wise guy play yesterday, but the public was pretty firmly behind Buffalo. And once again, I think that is a tip off because I think Buffalo, which we talked about a little earlier against the Redskins, but they are kind of like the schoolyard bully. I think they get beat up a lot of bad teams. I'm not sure how good they are against good teams. And I think Philly is a pretty good team. I think that team is getting it together and Chicago boy. I mean, Trubisky, his coach isn't helping him. I could tell you that. That's and, for sure. Uh, I know Mike Green. Yeah, Mike Greenberg says it. You know, and I think I've repeated it too. They, they ruin more quarterbacks than they develop in this league. And uh, Trubisky might be on the, that the the low end of that spectrum. Uh, they're not doing much to help this kid. And uh, you know that that decision to put it in the hands of a kicker, a very iffy kicker, at the end of the game, and that was just a poor decision. And they talked about well. We didn't want to run the ball and lose uh, lose yardage. I mean, he had Montgomery, and what what were we saying? I can't remember exactly. What do you have? 127 yards or 135 yards? Jeez, uh, oh, 135. Afraid of yeah. Him, yeah, afraid of him losing yardage and putting the field goal kicker in a worse position. 
I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't like that. But so I like the higher number here. I'm open five. If I see it going higher, I will creep it higher. If I see four and a half and five, I'm going to be on the higher end of that. Yeah, just to be consistent, we'll get to this game coming up. But Indianapolis almost did the same thing. They settled for, it, it seemed like they settled mm. for an Adam Vinatieri 50-plus yard, 51-yarder. I was saying the same thing. And that <laughs> yeah. one went through, and I was like, oh, never in doubt, you know. Uh, so curious yeah. decisions on both uh, both teams' parts. We'll get back. We'll do more of this. Uh, it's week nine. We're guessing lines. I see value already. It's a numbers game right here at Visa. Support for today's show, as always, comes from bookmaker.eu, an industry leader for upwards of 30 years now. Pro players considering them a must for the golden trifecta. They're first to post odds. They take the highest limits and pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. Bookmaker's motto is where the lines originate because chances are the sportsbook at which you've been betting follows their lines. And right now, if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill, you can claim an exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300. It's been the case since the beginning of their sponsorship. It remains the case. Once again, it's bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L. They're a high-volume sportsbook, best suited for the sophisticated player who understands sports betting, but they also cater to large recreational players, if that is what you might happen to be. Once again, it's bookmaker.eu slash G-I-L-L, bookmaker.eu slash gill, to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now. I do not bet without my bookmaker account. You'll end up being the same way as me. Trust me. Bookmaker.eu slash gill. Thank me later. It's a numbers game with your host, Gil Alexander. Guessing lines, week nine in the National Football League. That's what we're doing right here on a numbers game. VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Sirius XM Channel 204. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five is here as well. And Chris Andrews, the star of the show, the uh, director of the South Point Hotel Casino Sportsbook. Kind enough to join us once again uh, each and every Monday. Dutifully, just a warrior on the show. Chrissy, but I, you were rudely interrupted. Do you want to say something else about the baseball here? <laughs> I apologize for that. No, no. No, I'm laughing. That's why it's I'm in studio. I mean, it's working fine on the phone, but I'd rather be in studio so I can see the clock running down a little bit. Uh, <laughs> My fault. I, I understand how radio works. I'm a veteran, Gil, so yeah. I do. Uh, but your point was well taken, and that's the thing about baseball, right? Momentum's only as good as your next starting pitcher, and so uh, yeah. it's still anybody's ball game. Houston uh, and the Nationals game six tomorrow night. We'll have Paul Sporer on tomorrow. We'll have Jason Weingarten. We'll do all of that tomorrow. Let us resume week nine guessing lines. Uh, I think still think we're on early games. Where we, where do we leave off? Yeah, unfortunately, there's no line on this game, and it could be the the best matchup of the weekend: Minnesota at Kansas City. And uh, right now, I see no numbers at all because we just don't know about Mahomes. Um, you know now, you know Moore really played well. I, I was shocked how well he played, even though they didn't cover last week. They probably should have, uh, but. He played really well, but I mean, really, it's got to be you know about a seven point difference, you know, at least with uh, between him and, and Mahomes. But uh, we can't have a can't have a point spread with uh, the, that quarterback being questionable. Yeah, I mean, if it's more, right? So more, by the way, you're right. Twenty four of thirty six yesterday for two sixty seven, two touchdowns, no pick, um, dislocated kneecap is why Mahomes, the reigning league MVP, is uh, still out. But the Chiefs actually hoped at one point. Uh, that Mahomes, it kind of went under the radar for me. They hoped that he could make a yeah. recovery uh, and play in this game. 
Um, so that was, you know, that was pretty interesting to me. So they are really hoping he can play in this game against Minnesota. They trailed, uh, did the Chiefs 14 to nothing, but they led 17 to 14 at halftime. Uh, they were pretty good on third down, six of 11, but they ended up losing the game last night, 31 to 24. You're right. They were five point dogs, so they didn't cover probably should have, but, uh, Aaron Rodgers was just Superman, but it's Minnesota at Kansas city. And so, you know, this was green Bay at Kansas city and it's Matt Moore. If it's Matt Moore, I would imagine the line should be similar. I would have it at like Minnesota minus three and a half or something like that. But obviously, if it's if it's Mahomes, you know that shifts greatly in in the swings yeah. all the way past the three for Kansas City. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's about a seven point difference. I think yeah. in this game, you know, and as good as Matt Moore played, I say one thing about Andy Reid. There's so many things I like about Andy Reid. Why did he punt the ball late in the game? Oh, I so I mean, agree. I so you agree. Know, I mean, yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm saying, what you? You're never going to see the ball again. You're, and of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. And uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I needed Kansas City pretty good last night. You know, for uh, for the sports book. But uh, you know, so obviously I was rooting for him. But man, oh man, you just cannot punt the ball there. And I knew it right away. I mean, you can't give the ball to Ross. You know, a couple of guys you can't give the ball to Rodgers, Brady. I mean, game over at that point, you know. So, uh, you know, just bad move. Like Andy does so many good things, but that was he does a lot of bad things too. That was one of the bad. Things. Yeah, it was fourth and three at the Kansas City yeah. forty with five minutes and thirteen yeah. seconds left in the game. Kansas City had their full yeah. allotment of timeouts, but it's Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the field, right? So yeah. you still got your three timeouts. Might as well go for it and try to keep the ball out of his hands. But he elected to punt, and you're right; they never saw the ball again. Uh, 31-24 Green Bay. Uh, Okay, so no line there because we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Chiefs. Let's move on to the next one. The Jets at Miami. Oh, what did you just call Minnesota Kansas City? (laughs) Potentially the best game of the weekend? What what would this be? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, they all pay the same. You lay 11 to 10, you pick a winner, you get paid. That's right. What a week here. Uh, Jets at Miami. By the way, I'll just <clears throat> I'll just guess the line first. I'll I'll put the Jets in no man's land at like minus five and a half in between the three and seven. Uh, Darnold yesterday in that game we were referencing earlier against Jacksonville. Sam Darnold, twenty one of thirty for two eighteen, two touchdowns, three picks, sacked eight times, eight times. That's twice as many times as any other team uh, has sacked him during his two year NFL career. Two of his picks were in the fourth quarter. Jets had 10 penalties for 83 yards. They managed just 213 yards. By the way, 93 of the 213 came on their opening drive. Now, let me repeat what I just said. They managed 213 yards, and Darnold threw for 218, which means that all those sacks are factored in. And here's a tweet. This is from, uh, was that Michael Nania? Is that what that is, uh, Jeff? Jets offensive line may be one of the worst ever. So far, the Jets have rushed for 447 yards. Listen to this. So far this year, the Jets have rushed for 447 yards and lost 216 yards through sacks. They're just the second team in the Super Bowl era to run for less than 450 yards and lose 200-plus yards through sacks over the first seven games. The other was the 1991 Colts, who went 1-15. in Your 2019 New York Jets. Wow. Uh, and then you, you said something else, too, Parlay, right? There was something else about the Jets. Uh, more than 30 sacks, and they've rushed for under 500 yards, uh, which is, I think, maybe the only team to do that through seven games as well. So there's all kinds of anomalies here. Historically, 
not an anomaly because this is the Jets, but anomaly historically. Uh, but it's the Dolphins. The Dolphins we haven't seen play. They play tonight against the Steelers again in that ridiculous uh, point spread of 14. But I'll just say Jets minus 5.5. The Jets are 1-6. The Dolphins currently, right now at this moment, 0-6. Oh as you're saying, going on that tirade against the Jets, I'm laughing because you're right, they're going to be a five or five and a half point road <laughs> favorite. That's right. That's so true. That's how bad this league is at the bottom. Uh, I'm going to open five. I keep both numbers, five and five and a half. I'm going to open five. I just expect a good performance out of Miami tonight. And boy, the Jet team and, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, <laughs> Nobody in Pittsburgh, I mean, we wish we had them, believe me. We wish we did. You went to the Jets. I mean, you got a one-and-done coach, I think, and you got uh, the worst offensive line, not just in the league, but probably in years. You know, how did you think this was going to work out for you? Um, You know, and Sam Darnold, I mean, you know, I think he has a lot of talent, but boy, he does not protect the football, whether it's fumbling or throwing interceptions and all the sacks he's had, I'm sure it just rattles the hell out of him. And, uh, you know, no running game to help him, which, you know, can, you know, certainly help a young quarterback, you know, the defense, I, I guess isn't horrible, but it's not doing enough to help the team win games. So all that being said, that's our tirade. I'm going to go with five on the Jets. Okay, right rather. Uh, I yeah, obviously tonight I think the uh, I think the Dolphins cover because uh, you know based on my guess of yeah. seven and a half and it's fourteen. I think they cover. Uh, Jeff yeah. Parles, who is a uh, lifelong New York Jets fan, this game against the Dolphins next week. You said before the show this is a game you expect the Jets to lose outright. A hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Especially if my, especially if Miami does not play well tonight. Right. Especially if Pittsburgh covers the two touchdowns, if that line will get inflated even further, and that will be a great opportunity on Miami. I've seen this. I've seen this too many times, Gil. It's like it's like I've given birth. My my Redskin defeatism has given birth to Jeff Charles and his Jets defeatism. I love it. It makes me so proud. Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna mark that down. Dolphins outright winner next week uh, for Parlay. All right. What's next? First of all, let me say this business will ruin anybody, won't it? <laughs> what's that? Say again. This business will ruin anybody. Oh, won't it? absolutely. <laughs> It's just make a cynic out of all of us. That's for sure. I, I, I laugh. I got this kid. And he's really good. I found a, a, a real diamond. Um, uh, Trevor that works for us back in the sports book. Uh-huh. I mean, I really like him. He's, and I just laugh. And I, I said, this, how long before we ruin this guy? <laughs> <You know? laughs> he's like 25 years old. He's the nicest kid you ever met. And I'm thinking, oh, man, see me in about 20 years. You'll be ruined like the rest of us. <laughs> Poor Trevor. Oh, so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, next up, pretty good game here. Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Well, again, Pittsburgh we haven't seen. They're playing the Dolphins tonight. Uh, Indianapolis gets the win yesterday. Um, Not the cover, but the win. They beat the Broncos 15-13. to They uh, don't cover as six-and-a-half-point favorites, or six, depending on where you got it. Um, Ten penalties for the Colts yesterday, 103 yards. But really, this came down to Adam Vinatieri, and I was saying earlier, as much as I was killing Nagy at the time for just settling for the Pinheiro field goal, which missed... I was also killing Frank Reich, if I'm to be honest. I was like, wait, they're going to settle for this field goal from Vinatieri? So Vinatieri yeah. missed a 45-yarder 
uh, wide right earlier in the game. He missed the tying extra point in the third quarter, if you recall. And then he goes ahead and just sinks a 51-yarder with 22 seconds left. No no problem. Indy wins uh, 15-13, to 13, come from behind fashion against the Broncos. Uh, he missed five of eight kicks in the first two weeks of the season, if you remember, before seemingly sort of settling down, just one miss on a long field goal in the next four games. And then uh, Frank Reich did what Matt Nagy did. He called two runs from just inside the Broncos' 35 in the final 73 seconds. At least he called a run, though, right? Nagy just... Yeah, we need to call a run. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I'll give him that. But that's the third straight win for Indy. They're five and two. They remain atop the AFC South. Obviously, Houston breathing down their throats or breathing down their necks. Brissett, fifteen of twenty-five, two hundred two, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked four times. But Indy gets the win. Uh, I'll say Indy again. No Pittsburgh. We haven't seen them yet. But I'll say Indy minus three and a half at Pittsburgh. Whoa, you're way high. So Whoa. You, what? What is it? Picker one Colts. Okay, so you know what this tells me then? All the so Parlay was was hinting at this before the show. So the market so while we've been focused on the Dolphins there against the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight, and maybe it's not really focused on the Dolphins, but just focused on the matchup, really what this is telling me is that the market, in my opinion, is way overrating your Steelers, Chris, in both cases. Well, I think they're overrated tonight because, you know, listen, uh, I'm I'm quite not uh, Jeff Parlay with my feelings on the Steelers, but I'm seeing them blow games that they're supposed to win. I mean, that's been kind of, uh, you know, the mark of the uh, of the Mike Tomlin era, you know, and uh, I don't think that they'll blow this game tonight, but I do think they'll look bad and not cover. But, I, you know, Pittsburgh has lost where they got four losses, you know, they got blown out game one by the by the Patriots. No excuse for that. But their other losses were by two, three, and four points. So they've been right in it. So they've been a little better in their record. And it looks like they're kind of settling down. I mean, this is a good organization. Uh, and, you know, and I know um, the Minka Fitzpatrick trade got knocked by some people and complimented by others. I mean, we can go either way on that. But my point about that one is that the Steelers really try to put a contender out Every single year. There's no tanking. There's none of that stuff. They want to contend every single year. And I think right now they're a game and a half out of the wild card. I I really didn't check the standings this morning. But going into the weekend, they were a game and a half out of the wild card. They think they're right in it. And uh, I kind of do, too. And, uh, you know, I think the Colts are a very good team. But uh, Pittsburgh at home. Uh, that ain't going to be easy for anybody to beat them at home. Not anybody. But like I said, they, they blow the, the games they're supposed to win and play real tough against the tough teams. I really like pick them in this game. And I see I see some picks um, with a little bit of juice on the favorite. Uh, you know, the bookmaker is one of the big outfits out there. They got a pick minus a dollar 15 on Indianapolis. And other than that, I see most of ones. Uh, I was going to open this game, pick them. I think, uh, you know, I think that's the right number, regardless of what happens tonight. Because I don't expect Pittsburgh to look good, but I still think they should be pick them at home against the Colts. Give me the Colts. Give them to me. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I gotcha. And I not only did I not have the three, I had a three and a half. Charles, what did you what did you guess this before? I I, I had Indy minus one and a half. Okay, yours is more reasonable than mine. Then, according uh, vis a vis the market. Yeah, boy. Okay, so maybe I'm underrating Pittsburgh. Maybe. I don't think I am. Yeah. By the way, they're two games uh 
two games away from uh, the final playoff berth right now. Five and three is where uh, you need to be for the uh, second playoff berth right now, anyway, in the AFC. And Pittsburgh is two and four. So one back in the loss column, two games total in that. All right, let's do one more here before we break. And they're they're a prohibitive favorite tonight, too. Yeah, that's right. You know, win or lose, that they are a prohibitive favorite. Okay, next up, Detroit at Oakland. Detroit at Oakland. Detroit beats the Giants. Uh, they do so by the final score of 31-26, to 26, so they do not cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, Stafford, 25-32, 342, three touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. Uh, Galladay, six catches, 123, two touchdowns, eight for 14 on third downs. Lions had lost three straight. They traded away their uh, safety and captain, Quandre Diggs, to Seattle days before the game. They do get it done, though, against the Giants. So the uh, Lions are 3-3-1. and one. And then there's the Oakland Raiders, who we talked about earlier against the Texans. They were leading that game all the way till the Deshaun Watson Superman play. Derek Carr, 18 of 30 for 285, three touchdowns, no picks. Terrell Williams, three catches, 91 in a touchdown. Hunter Renfro, four for 88 in a touchdown. But the Raiders, 11 penalties, 100 yards. Uh, got to get that cleaned up. So Oakland's three and four now. Oakland's a favorite here. They got to be a favorite in this game against Detroit at Oakland. Um, I'll say just shy of three. I'll say Oakland by two and a half. I see two and bookmaker who I just talked about, one of the biggest outfits out there, just went from two to two and a half. So obviously somebody made them hey. a bet. And I see some two and a half starting to pop up in other spots. So it looks like it, it's it's either a strong two. I see Pinnacle with two with some juice on the fair. I don't know why they do that, but okay. Anyway, uh, two or two and a half. I think I'm going to go with two and a half. You know, I, I, I know Detroit won yesterday, uh, didn't cover. By the way, five teams won and didn't cover uh, on the weekend. Um, Detroit won, didn't cover. I felt like they a little bit phony. You know, I'm not sure what to think about them. You know, um, and I think I said wrong earlier. I thought that Carson Wentz had the highest QBR of the weekend. Actually, Matthew Stafford had the highest QBR of the weekend, 93.2. So really, but I think he's pretty much the whole team here. Uh, you know, the Raiders easily could have won that game yesterday. You know, they did cover, but I thought they easily could have won that. Uh, that was one of my picks in the contest that I'm in. I had the Raiders. Um, Boyd Carr is the most frustrating quarterback in a long time for me because he really played well yesterday, but he does some really stupid things. But I'm going to open the game two and a half. Um, uh, I think that's probably a good number. I don't see if it goes to three, I think they'll, uh, they'll be all over Detroit in this one. But at two and a half, I'm probably going to write some pretty decent open bets. And then again, that might be the right side here. Um, you said five teams, one, but didn't cover. I got three. I got Indy, Detroit, and Houston, which is still a lot for any weekend. What, what were your other two that you had? Do you remember? Well, the Redskins. Oh, on Thursday, right. Okay, Minnesota, right. Yeah, I said for the weekend. Okay, Redskins. Right. Uh, where am I at here? Uh, All right, well, that's Oakland. Four. That's four. Mini Detroit, Oakland. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit, Oakland, Indianapolis. Uh, Min- Denver, Minnesota, too. Detroit, Houston, Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's that, four? Four, yeah. Yeah, let me check my notes. Maybe it's four. Okay. I thought it was five. Still, four is a lot in any given weekend. Oh, no, Seattle. Yeah. Seattle and Atlanta. Oh, okay. I close. I, I see it close at. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. Because it's. Uh, it, yeah, we closed eight. Yeah, we seven and a half is, is consensus. You're right. Okay, yeah. so Seattle was the other one. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, let's take a break. Yeah. Let's do more. Remember, guessing okay. lines in every numbers game brought to you by the BetMGM app. As we conclude week eight of the football season, uh, action heating up at BetMGM, New Jersey's ultimate online destination for fans who want to wager on both pro and college football, as well as any and all of their favorite sports. This week, BetMGM has a special offer for new customers on tonight's matchup between the Steelers and the Dolphins. All you have to do is use bonus code VSIN100 to place a $1 pregame money line bet on the Steelers and win $100 if they score a touchdown. That's nuts. Says so right here. First time BetMGM betters get 100 to 1 odds on the Steelers tonight when they use bonus code VSIN100. Just download the BetMGM app today to place your first bet. Check out the lines for all the weekend football action, the World Series, and the entire sports schedule while you're at it. It's time to believe in your game at BetMGM Sports. Turn your predictions and convictions into real money bets on parlays, boosted odds specials, in-game live betting, and much, much more. Just download the BetMGM app or visit BetMGM.com today and get 100 to 1 odds on the Steelers to score a touchdown. Gotta be 21 or older. Gotta be in New Jersey. Restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for the full list of terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's the BetMGM app. Back with more guessing lines. Week 9 in the NFL with Chris Andrews next on VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Having uh, dinner with Jeff Parlay's grandparents tonight. Uh, and this, this is on the uh, the tribe side of the family for, for Jeff. And Jeff... Jeff, what did you describe? That your grandparents are in full what mode? No, my my, my grandfather's been fine. My, been great the whole time. He uh, they came, they came both both of my grandparents came down to the South Point to watch uh, uh, college football, and my grandmother would play blackjack. And my grandfather enjoyed Todd's company, enjoyed my company. But uh, <laughs> my grandmother early on in the uh, sure early on that? in the early on in the trip uh, uh, is was uh, was in uh, full Yenta mode early in the trip, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it has got it has gotten better. It has gone along. But it's been a very enjoyable few days, and uh, I'm very intrigued to see how uh, this dinner could, goes. Could you tonight. just tell the Gallagher story real quick? Oh to... no, I we'll, we'll hold off on okay. that for now. We'll hold off on that for now. All right. <laughs> it was a good one. Though. Jeff's getting cold feet here on this, on this show. All right, uh, let's bring Chris Andrews back in on the show. Uh, week nine guessing lines. Have we gotten to afternoon games yet, Chris? Uh, Oakland was the first afternoon game. Okay. So how many total afternoon so, games do we have? Uh, four. Four. Okay. So let's do the yeah. let's do the final three of those afternoon games right here. What's next? Okay, Tampa at Seattle. Tampa at Seattle. Two teams that came in the league, uh, I think, the same year together, didn't they? Nineteen seventy-six, I believe. Tampa at Seattle. Um. All right. So Tampa Bay, as we talked about, coming off that very unfortunate loss to the Titans. Uh, by the score of, what was the final there again? 27-23. Tampa Bay was two-point dogs. They covered on teasers but did not cover pre-flop ATS. Jameis Winston, 21-43 of 43 for 301. Two touchdowns, two picks, three sacks. Uh, he did gain 53 yards on the ground, eight carries. Mike Evans, by the way. Let me just say this about Mike. Yeah. He might be the yeah. most dominant receiver in football. 11 catches for 198, two touchdowns. They should pass to him every single damn play. Like, it's just, it's unstoppable. They outgained, as I mentioned earlier, the Titans, 389 to 246. They lost their third straight, fourth and five games, uh, despite Winston and Evans putting the Bucks up 23 to 17 with a touchdown pass at the end of the first half, a second in the third quarter. They wouldn't score again, though, after that one in the third quarter, uh, despite outgaining again, 389 to 246, outgaining the Titans by that margin. But four turnovers and minus three in turnover differential. Uh, Bruce Arians, quote, Jameis didn't throw one damn interception that was his fault. His receivers let him down today. 
guy stopped on routes. They were supposed to be going down the middle, unquote. So Bruce Arians taking the blame off Jameis, putting it on the receivers. <clears throat> Nine penalties, 87 yards for the Bucs. Um, and then there was that inadvertent whistle that cost him a fumble return after stopping Tennessee's yeah. fake field goal in the final minutes. <clears throat> with 341 left after linebacker Devin White stopped Brett Kern short on a fake. Um, knocking the ball out, Andrew Adams grabs it, runs towards the end zone only to be whistled dead. Uh, Winston now 10 combined turnovers over his past eight quarters. By the way, that was a punt, not a fake field goal, right, Jeff? Uh, 10 combined turnovers over his past eight quarters for Jameis Winston. Bucks also held to three field goals in the first half, twice went inside the Tennessee five. You know how it goes, Bucks fans. You're two and five. At Seattle now, uh, who gets it done? Uh, Seattle beats Atlanta 27 to 20. But as you point out, Chrissy, they do not cover the consensus close here, which ended up seven and a half or eight, depending on where you got it. But Seattle's four and oh in road games this year. That's the first time they've done that since 1980. They led 24 to nothing at halftime. And you figured, okay, well, this is over. And this is one of these games. Now, look, the Falcons have lost six straight, they're one and seven. The Seahawks won the turnover battle three to nothing. Uh, DK Metcalf, three catches, 13 yards, but two of them were for scores. Lockett, six for 100. They allowed, here's the thing, if Matt, Matt Bryant missed two field goals that were uh, greater than 50 yards, so there's no shame in, in that, I guess. But if he makes those field goals, and then there was this, you know, we talk about Tampa Bay getting screwed on that, uh, on that whistle, the inadvertent whistle, not inadvertent or, or not inadvertent, it was a whistle, and so they didn't get the touchdown on the return to Tampa Bay. But there was a play in this game where Devonta Freeman was, was called for a fumble. He, he was inside the, uh, the Seattle five-yard line. They rule it a fumble. Replay shows by, by I mean, maybe I'm just crazy, but it looked like he was so clearly down, and they didn't reverse it. And so Seattle got the ball in this game against Atlanta. And I'm just thinking to myself, for, for all that we want to say about Seattle winning this game and we want to sort of, uh, you know, uh, downgrade Atlanta, Atlanta could have very easily not only been in this game, but there's a scenario where they win this game based on some of the things that went against them. Matt Shaw up 39 of 52 for 460. Uh, one touchdown, one pick in his first start since uh, 2015 season when he was with Baltimore. Matt Ryan held out with a sprained right ankle. Maybe it says something about Matt Ryan that uh, Matt Schaub could just come in and throw for 460. Julio Jones had 152 of those uh, with 10 catches. But it's uh, Tampa Bay at Seattle here. Um, talking about Atlanta against Seattle. So it's the fact that Seattle gave up 512 yards. Even all that said, Seattle's going to be a favorite here, and it's going to be, you know, I'll put it no man's land between the three and the seven. I'll say Seattle minus five and a half. You're a little shy. Uh, I see six and a half primarily, uh, okay. which is what I'm going to open. Although I do see uh, Bookmaker, again, the very respected outfit, had it six and a half and went to six. Uh, so somebody made them a bet. I think they some pretty big action. So somebody pretty sharp must have made that play. They don't, book, they don't move on air, and they take some pretty big play. So I think, I think you might see some wise guy play on Tampa Bay. I think the public will be behind Seattle. I'm not sure that's the right side, by the way. But uh, Seattle is not quite the home team that we've been used to over uh, the last maybe decade. Uh, they're, 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 part of it is that they're a very good road team. And you know, we talk about um, home field advantage. It's always you have to look at the differential. How good are they on the road? How good are they at home? And there's not that much of a differential anymore with Seattle. 
they're 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 obviously a good road team. I think what what you say they are four and zero on the road this 4-0 year. Four and zero on the road, yep. uh, straight up. Yeah, uh, didn't have the cover yesterday, but came close. But really, yeah, I'm with you. They easily could have lost that game. Um, give up 440 yards to Matt Schaub. Huh, that's uh, you know, that's uh, you kind of you got to look at some things there. And uh, I said at the beginning, you know, when Bruce Arians got signed by Tampa Bay as their coach, I thought he would really help Jameis Winston a lot. And I think he has. I think Winston is playing some pretty decent football. And uh, I didn't see the game that closely to tell you whether those interceptions were his fault or not. But he's doing pretty good. But, uh, you know, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I talk about it, I think he's going to open the game six. You know, what the heck? I think that I think that's the right side. I think Tampa's going to get the – some wise guy money here. And, I, and like I said, I think that's, that's probably appropriate. I think that's the right touch. I'm going to open six. They'll probably bet me up to six and a half, but that's okay. I'm going to take a bet. Yeah. I'm, and that's part of the reason why I have it five and a half. And I would be, I would lean Tampa Bay here too. Again, for all the reasons I stated Tampa Bay, one again, forget the fact that they got screwed on the whistle, but they were dominating that game against Tennessee it's just the four turnovers, right? It's, it's yeah. you know, and Bruce Arian says it was the receivers. Maybe it was, but you're minus three in turnovers. Tampa Bay is one of these teams where one of these weeks they're not going to do that, right? Like, they can't do that every every single game. And Seattle, again, for their, what ends up looking like a pretty cruise job of a win yesterday, it was 24-11. to 11. The play that I was referring to was 24-11 to 11 Seattle with just under 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And Atlanta's got the ball first and goal at the Seattle 8. They're down 13 at this point. This is after the Matt Bryant missed field goals. And Shaw passes to uh, Freeman for a seven-yard gain. It's all the way to the one-yard line. I said within. I said inside the five. It was all the way to the one. He gets tackled by uh, Marquise Blair. Freeman fumbles. Bobby Wagner recovers, returns at five yards. He looked so down to me. And I'm, I'm shocked it wasn't reversed. Um, and so I think they got screwed a little there too, not a little, a lot. And you don't—I mean, that game's twenty-four to eighteen. Let's say you don't know how that how that concludes. Um, so yeah, for me, that's Tampa Bay or nothing in that game. If you're saying Seattle six or six and a half, you said you open at six. You said, yeah, I'm open at six, and okay. uh, I'm not a big advocate of buying half points, you know. But if you can buy that one up to seven, that might be a pretty decent play. Uh, I mean, listen, it's hard enough to win as 11 to 10 in this league, you know, but uh, let alone six to five. But if you can find somebody that saw you half a pointer at a dollar 20, that might be a decent buy to get it up to seven. Okay. Let's do one more. Cleveland at Denver. Cleveland at Denver. Huh. <laughs> Cleveland yeah. at Denver. All right. Uh, much to be said here. So Cleveland loses to the Patriots, which somehow we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Patriots win that game 27 to 13. They cover uh, 10 point spread. Cleveland falls to two and five. They've lost three straight games, uh, three first quarter turnovers by Cleveland uh, on three consecutive offensive plays that allowed New England to capitalize on take a 17 to nothing lead. Uh, Nick Chubb back to back fumbles, Baker Mayfield with an interception. And let me define that interception. First of all, um, by the way, three consecutive plays on offense. First time any team has done that. Turnovers on three consecutive plays since the Dolphins did it week one of the 2012 season against the Texans. And it's only the seventh time that's happened since 2000. So that's how you know much of an anomaly that was. Uh, Patriots took a 3 to nothing lead. Chubb takes a handoff from Mayfield, had the ball kicked out of his hands by left guard Joel Batonio inadvertently. 
Uh, Dante Hightower returns at 26 yards for a touchdown. So fumble scoop touchdown on that one. Then the first play of the ensuing series, Patriots kick off, landed out of bounds. Chubb's get, uh, Chubb gets the ball again, and he takes off. 44-yard gain down the sideline. He appears like he's going into the house for a touchdown. And then Jonathan Jones, New England quarterback, he, ham- he takes the ball, punches it out from Chubb's hands on the Patriots' four, recovered by McCourty. Then following a Patriots punt, uh, Lawrence guy breaks into the backfield. There's only way to describe this is <laughs> it just looked like Baker Mayfield simply shoveled the pass right to him. Um, it was attempted for uh, attempting to get a Jarvis Landry on the Cleveland 16. Um, and so two plays later, by the way, Brady to Edelman, and they were off. The Patriots were to the races. But Nick Chubb, 20 of 131. It, look, this should be, a, a, you know, I think Lombardi said it on Follow the Money this morning. They should have just a, this should be based on the run. Instead, um, you know, they're trying, to, they're trying to do all kinds of things, and you're not really sure if they have an identity. They were 3 of 12 on third downs. They were minus 3 in turnovers were the Browns. Uh, 13 penalties for 85 yards. 13. Uh, they did have Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams back in the, uh, in the secondary. That didn't help much. But here, here again, now we talk about coaching malpractice, and we've talked about it in several other games. But the Browns are down 27-10. to 10 with 6.17 left in this game. It's 4th and 11 from their own 24-yard line. The Browns, I guess the play clock, the, the game clock had stopped, but the play clock is running down, and I guess it was too much of a frenzy for Freddie Kitchens. The Browns decide to take a false start penalty with the play clock winding down so that Baker Mayfield essentially could get sacked on 4th and 16 from the Cleveland 19. Oh, my God. Here's Daryl Ryder, by the way, uh, at right or wrong fan. So false start in 4th and 11 with punt unit. Freddie pulls them, puts offense out for 4th and 16. Baker sacked. Nathan Zaguro just reported. Browns deliberately false started so the offense could return to the field because Kitchens didn't want to burn his final timeout. Clown show. It's <laughs> a tweet. Oh, man. And then there's Denver, who we said lost in. I was going to say, yeah, when are you going to go on this Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Denver was 2 of 12 on third downs, and they're lost to the Colts. They had 10 penalties for 88 yards. Uh, they lost their second straight, third this season in the final 30 seconds. They've lost three games this year in the final 30 seconds. Uh, they took over at the Colts 48 midway through the fourth quarter. They called two short passes, one run before punting. And when the Broncos took over at their own 38 with 337 left, they called four runs and one short pass before another punt. Joe Flacco has awakened from his coma. Quote, I just looked at it like we're now a 2-6 and six football team and we're like afraid to go for it a two-minute drill. Who cares if you give it back to the guys with 140 left? They obviously got the field goal anyway. Once again, we're a 2-6 and six football team and it just feels like we're kind of afraid to lose a game. Unquote. Joe Flacco, ladies and gentlemen. Denver settled for two short first-half field goals, by the way. One capping a 17-blade drive of over eight minutes. The other to finish a 13-blade drive that took over five and a half minutes. What was this game again? Cleveland at Denver? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Cleveland minus one and a half? I don't know. Something like that. And Denver minus one and a half. Uh, Okay. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, God Almighty, you know, are these both coaches one and done. I mean, Vic Vangio's been in the league forever. I thought he was a pretty good hire by Denver, but he has been a disaster. At Kitchens, I never expected much. I don't know what they were thinking. So bad. I guess he had some play calling uh, 
success with Mayfield last year, and they wanted to go in that direction. He's terrible. The Denver coaching staff is terrible. I mean, John Elway finally getting a little heat. I mean, let's face it. He stumbled into Peyton Manning. Of course. Uh, you know, oh, my God. Uh, two bad franchises with unbelievably rabid fan bases. You know, I, feel, I kind of feel a little sorry for both of them, really. But I guess I'm going to go with one and a half. I hope I don't need this game for much. But we're talking about teasers earlier. Take a Cleveland plus – take a six-point teaser or a Cleveland plus seven and a half. I don't see how you're going to lose that one. You might. It's Cleveland. God only knows. <laughs> That's, don't tempt them. That em. looks like a pretty decent teaser. Don't right encourage them. Yeah, no. No, I think you're right. <laughs> That's an obvious obvious teaser leg. You know, you said something right there, Chris, which I don't want to seize upon. You said, are both of these guys one and done? So Jay Gruden, who obviously was a Redskins coach for many years, far too many years, if I may just say, yeah. uh, he was fired okay. already. I, Dan Quinn is the favorite in the clubhouse uh, to get yeah. fired, and obviously Dan Quinn wants a Super Bowl coach with the Falcons, but he's clearly the favorite in the clubhouse, I think, to get fired. But one and done guys, Parlay and I were talking about this before the show. Is there? Do you ever remember a year where there's more possibility of a one-and-done coaches than this year? Oh, no. No, no. I mean, uh, the Jet coach, Gaze, I mean, I think he's one-and-done. I think that's what, that's what set uh, think, Jeff off on it. Yeah, Gaze. Who yeah, you called? What did you call him, Jeff? The worst? What did you call him, Jeff? He's Coatside 2.0. <laughs> Coatside 2.0, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is yeah. there a bigger insult you can give to a coach? Go tight, two point oh. I don't know, and we probably have some youngsters out there that don't understand exactly how insulting that is. Yeah, I mean, but then there's guys that have been around for just a couple years, like like I think about Shermer, who's like seven and seventeen with the Giants. All these guys, anyway. Yeah. All right, so you're opening, so yeah. it's one and a half, and that's what you're opening out in favor of Denver. One and a half, yeah, okay. one and a half. Like I said, I. I, I, you know, I hope it's a blowout one way or the other because this looks like a teaser game to me. You know, we might go to – I don't know what what's going to happen. I'm open one and a half. I hope we stay there. But if it stays one and a half, Cleveland on a six-point teaser looks pretty strong to me. The coaching gaff spectacle that game could be is worth the price oh, of admission yeah. alone. Oh, Cleveland, Lord, yeah. All right, we'll come back. We'll do the primetime games, and we'll uh, recap what we like best here. Guessing lines on a numbers game right here at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Chrissy Parlay tells me that I uh, forgot one afternoon game. Mm-hmm. Did I forget one afternoon game? Uh, we haven't gotten to the primetime games yet. Was I one shy? Yeah, one one more. Uh, actually, pretty good game. Green Bay at the Chargers. Okay, uh, Green Bay 6-1 and one now. Chargers 3-5. and five. As we mentioned, Green Bay with their win over KC last night. Chargers getting by the... Matt Nagy, Mitch Trubisky, Eddie Pinheiro show. That is the Bears. Uh, Rogers, 23 of 33 last night for 305. Three touchdowns, no picks. Five times sacked in that game. But Aaron Jones, man, 13 carries for 67 yards, seven catches for 159 and two touchdowns. Packers were 8 of 13 on third downs. They were down 17 to 14. 15 play drive. Uh, used most of the third quarter. Got a tying field goal. Then they got the ball back when LaShawn McCoy fumbled on the next play. How many times have I asked Lombardi about it? How does LaShawn McCoy carry the ball like that, get away with it? Of course he fumbles. And then uh, five plays later, talked about Deshaun Watson's amazing play to win that game uh, against the Raiders yesterday. How about that Rodgers touchdown pass on third and three yesterday? Uh, Unbelievable. Looked a little luckier than it was good because I don't think that was his intended receiver, yeah. but still, right? Yeah. The fact that he got it there. Uh, Packers... Uh, 
eventually the Chiefs tied the game. Packers then took 56 seconds to get the what ended up being the game-winning touchdown. Chargers snapping a three-game losing streak in their win against the Bears. Joey Bosa with two sacks. Um, defining sequence, probably Casey Hayward Jr. returning a pick 37 yards to the 20 early in the fourth. Keenan Allen drops a 24-yard pass in the end zone on third down. Chase McLaughlin uh, misses a field goal, but Trubisky gives it right back, losing a fumble that Ingram, uh, back after missing three games with a hamstring injury, recovers for L.A. Chargers took over on the Bears for 26, and then the the, uh, touchdown catch to Eckler, 17-16 lead, and that held, of course, because, as we mentioned, Nagy decides to just not matriculate the ball and settle for an Eddie Pinheiro field goal, which he misses. I'll say Green Bay minus three on the road. It's mostly three. I see a little bit of juice on the favorite. I'm going to open three and a half. Okay. Uh, so folks run down to the South point or get on your app, whatever. Cause I know they can't resist the three and a half when there's threes out there, but yeah. I think this game will close three and a half. Uh, I was looking at this game before we went on the end of big boy. The only thing that saved the chargers yesterday was, uh, the Bears managed to outcharger the Chargers. <laughs> so I don't think Green Bay is going to do that. So I kind of like Green Bay in this spot, especially at three. Yeah, well, they want to rush and take three and a half on the Chargers, man. I wouldn't rush too hard on that. It's the Chargers after yeah, all. They will. They will. Yeah, trust well, me. I'm sure you're right. Sunday night, what do you got? Good game. New England at Baltimore. Okay, so here's where, now, New England, obviously, 8-0. There's nothing we can say bad about New England. By the way, Tom Brady, 20 of 36 for 259, two touchdowns, no picks. Edelman with eight of those catches for 78 for two touchdowns. 300th win, career, regular season, and postseason for Bill Belichick. Only Don Shula, George Hallis have more. 8-0 for the third time, Patriots in team history. First time since 2015 when they started 10-0. They forced a league-high 25 turnovers this season, and they've won 21 straight games against first- or second-year signal callers. Longest such streak in the NFL. That, of course, is what they did yesterday uh, in their 27-13 win over Baker Mayfield, second-year quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore coming off a bye week. This is a stretch now for the New England Patriots. Obviously, we can say nothing wrong with them. All those stats are amazing. Uh, But here's the stretch for New England now. Starting with this game at Baltimore on Sunday night, they get at Baltimore, followed by at Philadelphia, home against the Cowboys, at the Texans, home against the Chiefs. That's a pretty nice five-game stretch to figure out how good this football team is. I'll say New England minus four here on the road. Uh, It's three and a half and four. I like the three and a half better here. I think this is going to be a really, really tough game. Uh, I think the fact that Baltimore had the week off. Uh, I think really helps them a lot. It's going to help them enough to win. I don't know. But I think three and a half is plenty. I think four would be a take for me. That just looks a little bit too high. Although there's, uh, there's some places I highly respect that have four out there. and uh, But a lot of three and a half, mostly three and a half, a little bit of four. But like I said, a couple good spots. But uh, I'm going to open three and a half. I think, that's, I think that's plenty myself. I really do. Yeah, and how about this story, Adam Schefter? It's like brewing that this could be Tom Brady's last year with the Patriots, kind of under the radar, and now, who knows? We'll we'll worry about that another yeah. time, but it's an interesting story. Uh, yeah. Can I tell you something? I don't think Brady looks that great. No, I, mean, I, I don't think so Brady either. Still, you know, yeah. yeah, we're a little spoiled. You know, it's like if the Beatles made a song you didn't like, oh, they stink, you know. No, no, they're still the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. On the other <laughs> hand, yeah, on the other hand, he's lost so many players around him, right? 
Yeah, I mean, and plus he's what forty two now. Forty two, yeah, forty two. I don't think he's quite what he was, but man, listen, that defense is so good. Yeah, still might be enough to win a Super Bowl. Really might. Monday night. So, Monday night, another yeah, could be a good game. Dallas at the Giants. NFC East. Usually back in the day, this would be just a uh, three-point spread, and you wouldn't even think about it. Automatic this, three. Yeah. Yep. Different now. Daniel Jones yesterday, and the Giants lost to the uh, Lions. Good game for Daniel Jones. 28 of 41 for 322. Yeah. Four touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times. Saquon, 64 yards on the ground on 19 carries, 79 yards or uh, 79 yards receiving, rather. Eight catches. Slayton with two scores for the Giants. They were 7 of 12 on third downs, but Pat Shermer, as I mentioned, 7 and 17 straight up now with the New York Giants. The Giants are having a play Players only meeting today, everybody. Players only meeting for the Giants. They've lost four in a row, and the Cowboys coming off a bye. Dallas minus six, I'll say, on the road at New York. Well, I kind of like your number better, but it's it's seven with juice on the favorite. Hmm. I see a little bit of seven and a half with juice on the dog, uh, but you know, there's only one. I see two seven flats. You know, most of it's seven with juice on the favorite. I'm going to open seven, but I think they're going to lay it to me. You know, like I said, we, for those first time listeners, we do everything at 11 to 10 on the board here for uh, straight bets in the NFL. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, so I'm going to open seven. I'm sure they're going to bet me the favorite, but I, I, you know, I'm going to need the Giants come Monday night plus seven. I, I'm okay with that. I think that's fine. Okay. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll say what we like best. And there are several games to uh, gravitate towards here. Week 9 Guessing Lines, Chris Andrews, right here on A Numbers Game at VEASAN. Welcome back to A Numbers Game with Gil Alexander. Okay, two minutes or less here. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, Chrissy Andrews. Uh, I have I like a bunch, which worries me. I uh, like San Francisco. If you're, only, if you're telling me that's only eight, I love them Thursday night uh, at Arizona. I like Miami again for the third straight week. Uh, Jeff likes them outright, but I'll, I'll take the, uh, the points against the Jets. Uh, I like Indianapolis. I had that three and a half. I was way off on that line at Pittsburgh. So I like Indy there. I like Carolina. I don't think that's high enough. If you're telling me it's only three and a half, I'll take Carolina uh, hosting the Tennessee Titans. And the other one I like is uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay catching uh, nearly a touchdown at Seattle. And I like Cleveland as a teaser leg. But those are the five before that that I really like. Jeff, real quick. Miami, 100% there, and uh, I actually like the Browns to win that game against Denver. They're more talented than the Broncos are. What a show that should be between Fangio and, and Kitchens. Chrissy, what, what leaps off the page for you? Way too many games. Yep. I like the Niners. I like the Bills. I like the Dolphins, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and the Giants. Green Bay Way and, the too Gi- many. and the Giants you like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a lot. And you know what they say? Way too many. <laughs> There's too many. That worries me a great deal. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, again, we reserve the right to change all of this between now and the time Absolutely. we make our, our contest. Absolutely. Picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris, look, I know you weren't in studio, but um, doctor's orders, we got to follow those. They love you anyway. Yeah. So please stay where you need to. <laughs> and uh, whenever you're ready to come in for two hours, whenever that's cleared, then we'll, we'll do that when the time is right. I'd love uh, Well, I see him next Tuesday, so not tomorrow, but next week. I'm hoping he gives me a pass at that point. Okay. So we'll see. All right. Chrissy, thank you. We'll see you here around the South Park okay. today, I'm sure. Chris Andrews, not, ladies No, and not today. No. No, not no, today. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to work at home today. Maybe yeah. tomorrow. 
Chris Andrews, by the way, you can follow him at, at, at Andrews Sports on Twitter. The name of the book, Then One Day, available where all books are sold, including Amazon. Then One Day, all of Chris's great stories from Storytime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.